Okay. <laughs> it's a big, big day. Big day after two weeks of me steering this podcast into uncharted waters. I mean, I feel like I did say things. You did. Like, especially last week, I feel like I didn't have as much to contribute. Because, again, I haven't had the time to, like, delve into James as much as you have since I was moving and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But, yeah, now, today, it's going to be a whole lot of me talking, mm-hmm. which is going to be fun because we're going to watch a great movie. <laughs> Controversially. Because <laughs> uh, most people hate this movie. Mm-hmm. It's... Master of Disguise. Mm -hmm. It has a 1% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. and a 33% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) But uh, it's in my top 10 favorite movies ever. Wow. Yeah. And Kara has never seen it. No, I've never... I never even heard of it until you mentioned it. And it does seem like something I would want to watch. It's a kid's movie, right? Yeah. I love a kid's movie. I love a bad movie. I love a critically... Declaimed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was um I was looking up last night to see if it was on anywhere, because I have it on DVD, but I wanted to see if it was on any other platforms. And I saw a thing and it was like, is Master of Disguise a cult classic? And I'm like, it could be, because I, I love be. it. Yeah, when movies are bad, they become cult classics. Yeah. But like, I don't even know if this movie is really that mm-hmm. bad, or if it's just that Dana Carvey was in good stuff. Right. And then this came out, and they're like, what is this garbage? <laughs> but it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could probably quote the whole movie. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. To understand a side of your mind. Yeah, because literally, like, I think I've said this to you before, but me and my friend Sauce, our entire friendship is just quoting this movie. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so I think part of the reason why I love this movie so much was, one, my dad loved it. So mm-hmm. it came out, we watched it all the time. But then also I had this friend, Zach, in elementary school, And every single day we had, like, we couldn't have recess outside. He would bring this movie in. Mm. So during the winter, we watched this movie almost every single day. (laughs) So it's just, like, it was a huge part of my childhood in elementary school. So, So like, what grade? I don't know. I don't remember what year this came out. But I just remember him always walking up to the teacher (laughs) with the DVD. And I was like, typical Zach. (laughs) Okay. And it came out in 2002. Yeah. So it's not animated, right? No, it's fully real That's people. The thing is I feel like real people children's movies are just a toss up. <laughs> they got more stacked against them than animated ones. Yeah. It's it's good though. Like thinking about it already, I'm getting really excited. Which I know I'm gonna be a little disappointed if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you will like it. Cause I've made a couple different people watch it and all of them are like, I don't wanna watch this. And then I watch them laugh. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think you like it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna like it and also I've turned over this new leaf of being so accepting of things and I'm like, I like everything. Like I could watch anything. So now we'll have to really yeah. To this test. is gonna be the test. I, I'm really excited. I feel like there's gonna be a little more pressure if other people are watching it with True. us because uh, certain people I feel like won't actually <laughs> like it. But um, your opinion is the only one that matters. There we go. That's yeah. what I like to hear. Exactly. You hear that, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to let him know about that comment. Uh, I didn't say who mm-hmm. I was referring to. It could, mm-hmm. could be talking about Casey. Who right. knows? Yeah. Casey's definitely going to be watching with bated breath. I feel like Casey's not going to like it, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just said we were watching it, and she did her typical, uh. <laughs> well, so, as you know, that's her general Yeah, that is that is true. Because she does do that about most of the things that we watch that she does like. That's the thing, is in this house, if, you, if you're if you me, <laughs> in my side of things, if you're me and you want to watch something, you're going to get, ugh. Yeah. And because you're associated with me... Yeah. It's just a byproduct. Exactly. But hopefully everyone loves it. And mm-hmm. if not, I'm at least going to have fun for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> That's the thing is, it's a quick watch. Exactly. It's like two episodes of Taskmaster. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say before? No, because, again, I don't want to give anything away about, like, the plot to you. Like, I really want you to just go into this knowing it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you go into it thinking that everyone hates it, then maybe it'll be easier. Like, you'll 
since you already know it's bad, you'll be able to find more right. good out of it. Rather than going into it thinking it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Although I guess I'm hyping it up in that way. But still, the majority of people hate it. So you have that That's to go true. Off. I usually like to go against the majority's yeah. thinking. Yeah. So I'm thinking it will be... Are you going to be mad if I'm on my phone during it? Um... Yes. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like... I don't know. We'll we'll see. There are probably, like, short periods of time where you could be on your phone and it could be okay. But also it's so short. Yeah. And so much happens in it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. And we're back. Yep. Usually it's like <laughs> so much time to record. <laughs> this is literally an hour and a half later. Yeah. And we're already done with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it kind of went how I expected it to go. <laughs> I expected you guys to laugh occasionally, mm-hmm. which you did. Mm-hmm. But I expected you all to generally not like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm content with the way it went. Uh-huh. I honestly expected it to be weirder. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that weird to me. Yeah. But also, it didn't have a lot of jokes. The thing is, and I don't know if it's just because of the way that, like, I, like I've grown up with it, the more you watch it, the funnier things get. Yeah. And there are more callbacks. Like, in the beginning, man-sized meatballs. <laughs> that thing... That's all Sauce and I do to each other. Like, mm-hmm. we'd be sitting there at school, and I'd be, like, doing homework, and then he'd look at me, and he'd be like, I want some man-sized meatballs! Mm-hmm. Meatballs! And then we would just go through that entire scene together. So, like, the more you watch it, the more quotable it gets. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like most of the comedy in the movie is from that mm-hmm. for me. But, like, when you're watching it the first time, honestly, there are, like, a bunch of gaps mm-hmm. <laughs> in the funny stuff. With that being said, mm-hmm. my question for you is, is it a good movie, or are you just projecting onto well, it because I, of your attachment, much like Captain America? I wouldn't doubt that it's projection <laughs> at all. <laughs> like I said, I watched this so much when mm-hmm. I was a kid, because again, Zach brought it to school 24-7, and then like Elena was also in love with this movie because she went to elementary school with me, mm-hmm. and we had to watch it together all the time. So like, we quoted all the time, Sauce watched it growing up as a kid, so I feel like you just, it's definitely partially projection. But also, again, I just don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah, it wasn't like that bad. Like, I don't think it deserves a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. I kinda don't either, but... I will say, I could deal without the brown face, yeah. the racism, the weird comment of, like, women's bodies, and yeah. also that, like, there's this super skinny girl, and they're like, oh my god, she doesn't have a big butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just really brave for falling in love with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> falling I... in love with a skinny, attractive woman. One million percent. The b- <laughs> like, a couple of the butt jokes, haha, whatever. But it's just too much. Yeah. And, yeah. So that part has always bothered me since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Especially that end scene where all the girls are standing there mm-hmm. and he's like, oh no! That gave me so much anxiety when I was a kid. I'm like, <laughs> I can't look at butts! Like, why are there butts on the screen? They're problematic parts of the movie. Yeah. But... That being said, I don't expect that people are really digging deep for the political um, <laughs> underlying themes. Yeah. But you can always make a movie that has political underlying themes. Yeah. Wait, have you seen Zootopia? Yes, I have. Now that's a good kids movie with political underlying themes. love, 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 love Zootopia. Okay, this is the truth, and like, I love kids movies, and I've watched a million animated kids movies. Mm -hmm. With my own personal biases aside, I feel like that objectively might be the greatest kids movie of all time. (laughs) So, okay, okay. So, I I had not seen many current kids movies, Mm -hmm. right? And then it was my freshman year of college. And I think I've told you about this, but I was in art class with my friend, and then all of a sudden she pulled out her laptop and she's like, wanna watch Zootopia Mm -hmm. with me? And I was like, sure. Like, I didn't even know anything about it, but I was like, this class is stupid. 
And we ended up watching, like, the entire movie together. And I didn't really expect anything great out of it. Because, again, I haven't watched current kids' movies or the stuff that I have seen is very stupid. So I was... I wasn't expecting anything. Then I was like, this movie's incredible, though. It is. Like, it's such a good movie. And I, I don't know. It shocks me. And now every time it gets brought up, I get really happy. And I, since then, I watched it a couple times, like, at my sister's house with her kiddos. But it's just... It's just so good. I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. Now I kind of want to watch it. It's a really good movie because it's funny, but it's literally, like, a real movie. Yeah! And, like, the all of the plot... It's fantastic. It's the about, ending's great. It's about racism, sexism, animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, threat. It, it just has so many good qualities, and like you said, it just deals with real stuff mm-hmm. in, like, a good way. It's just... It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> so, when you look at Master of Disguise... Oh, yeah. Person, yeah. That's the thing, too, is I feel like kids' movies are starting to get really, like, upped as time goes on. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they're one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Well, see, it's weird because I almost feel like kids' shows are going downhill, but kids' movies are moving up. Okay, well, I don't know if it's just... It depends on what you watch, I'll be honest. Personal preference or what, but I feel like the kids' shows that we watched when we were kids... It was more like you could be an adult and watch them and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Spongebob. So, like, what kids shows from now are you... But I don't know if it's about? just because, like, my niece and nephew are three and five. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mainly watch stuff that they would watch. <laughs> like, Masha and the Bear. I think that show's so stupid. I don't know. It's don't just know It's just, like, there's this little girl and there's a bear. But I just, like, I can't entertain myself watching that. But I feel like if you watch shows from we, when we were kids, I could well, find that entertaining as That's an also adult. like a show for a three and five year old. Well, that's what I mean. But also... Not, but I've watched newer Disney Channel shows. Yeah. There's a really good show called Andy Mac. I, I've watched an episode or two with you. Okay. Yeah. It's a good show. The I, first episode I ever saw is literally... The three, like, main characters go to school in protest of their dress code by wearing, like, prison outfits. (laughs) And I forget the whole plot, but it's good. Like, the first time we saw it, we were like, wow, Disney's really, like, going crazy. Well, okay, so part of the thing is, I never watched Disney as a kid. Right. Not regularly, because I didn't have cable. So, and then my niece and nephew don't really watch Disney shows. So Disney... I'm not including that in mm-hmm. my opinions of stuff, but I'm, I don't doubt that they're good. In recent years at school, we started watching Disney Channel a lot because we watched Andy Mack and we were like, this is so good. And then we would put on Andy Mack when we saw it and then would start watching all the things like in the rotation. And there's some good stuff on there now. I mean, not all of it's that good, but like, I almost think that like our generation really like holds the kids movies and shows we had as like being the best. Like, the truth is, there's good stuff now. Yeah. And again, that's kind of like, I had the belief that our stuff was the best, Mm -hmm. and then I watched Zootopia, and I was like, Mm -hmm. wait, this is amazing, though. Yeah. I don't know what else... I feel like I've watched something else newer that I also thought was amazing. Coco? I haven't seen that. You should watch it. It's good. I've been meaning to. Sing was good. Sing is one, though, that I'm like... For some reason, Sing is such an emotional movie to me. <laughs> and, like, it's not the best movie. Zootopia is, like, a technically better movie. Yeah, Zootopia's amazing. But Sing, at the end of the movie, when the pig sings the Taylor Swift song, I cried. Really? Yes! That's crazy. I don't know if you understand. All I was saying was the power of music makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's in a children's movie. But that's the thing. Oh my god, it happened in the chipmunks. Oh my god. The power of music <laughs> and a children's movie, I'm all set. <laughs> See, I just cry very easily, mm-hmm. so I've it's never been about anything. Like, <laughs> just almost most children's movies, I've probably cried watching them at some point. I mean, I almost feel like I'm more likely to cry at a movie if I watch it by myself. Because I'm, like, probably really focused on it. Yeah. Whereas if I'm watching it with someone, I'm focused on the back and forth. 
as well as watching it. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I think when I was a kid, like, we used to not... My family was honestly very scary for, like, a (laughs) while. We just wouldn't talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, we would eat dinner in silence Mm -hmm. and never speak. And that's how movies were, too. And I think that's why, like, especially when I'm watching something new, I focus. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how the other day Toy Story, was that three or four, was on and I was just watching and you're like, should we leave? Or, like, you seem very invested in this. I just get very, like, when I'm watching something new. Yeah, like Monsters, Inc., even to this day, when I watch that end scene, when Boo opens the door. <laughs> well, that's the very end scene, but when she opens the door and it's just her closet. Yeah. To this day, I, I have to, like, bite my tongue so tears don't start flowing. <laughs> like, I just... Well, it's, it's uh, yeah. That sounds like something that would have been great for therapy to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's gonna be, you know, yeah. out there for our I mean, hundreds, I, thousands, yeah. oh, possibly yeah. millions of listeners. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're definitely in the double digits. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's more than I could have asked for. That's more so. than I could ask for too. You know. Thank you, whoever's listening. <laughs> if you're listening, um, sound off. On our Instagram that we have now. Uh, Yeah. What's your favorite kids movie? (laughs) Well, okay, actually, we started out as we're not fans of this. Yeah. But now it's like kids movies is such a genre that we both are so passionate about. Yes. But it's hard to be a fan of children's movies when you know objectively a lot of the time they're not actually well-formed movies. No. But they're still very entertaining. But now a lot of them are really well-formed. Yeah. So I would say I'm a fan of the genre. Yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) If I had to choose a favorite genre, children's movies would be my favorite. It's also just, like, the genre that I find myself watching the most. Exactly. Because I feel like, I mean, well, I don't mean this as a jab, but especially for you, I feel like you can kind of zone out during parts (laughs) of it and then come back, (laughs) and it's okay. That's what I was actually going to say is, like, they're low commitment. Exactly. But you can come back and still enjoy whatever Mm -hmm. part you're coming back to. An adult movie? <laughs> Not an adult movie. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that's... <laughs> a normal movie. Yeah. <laughs> feels like too much of an investment for me sometimes. Yeah. Where I'm like, I have to focus. I have to, like, form an opinion. Where I'm like, if I'm watching a children's movie, no one's gonna ask me for my two cents on yeah. this. But I'm gonna form it. Exactly. And then that's why we have a podcast. So exactly. uh, now we can talk about our opinions. Make people listen to them. If anything, this podcast is going to be, like, I'm just going to listen to it in, like, a year. Yeah. And we're, like, moved away from each other and be like, ah. Oh, Maybe we'll days. be in London together, you never know. Maybe we'll be, we probably will be somewhere together. Yeah. Well, but then we'll never mind like, then. Remember that one time we, like, <laughs> went ham with Marvel and that's all we did? And we'll be like, haha, yeah, as we're fully in a different obsession. <laughs> Part of me also feels like it's the Gemini Sagittarius vibe yeah. wave thing where it's like Gemini's and Sagittarius's is to me seem to just be like you can't focus on one thing for too long. Yeah. Like, excitable and just wants to like find new things, which yes. is why I feel like it's a good match. Yeah. For us to just jump from thing to thing to thing. I agree. Marvel at this point. Like, I, besides Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. like, I just don't really have the motivation to watch any of them anymore. Yeah, and I think it was, like, not to say we were completing a task, <laughs> Taskmaster, but it's, like, there's something about the uniformity of being, like, there's this many movies. Yeah. And if we watch one, we've, like, completed something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. was an end goal. Yeah. End game. Yeah, it's just, like, my brain just needs something to care about and, like, lash onto. Yeah. Like, I think it was really fun watching them all the first time because a lot of them we had either never seen or we had only seen, like, once or twice. Mm-hmm. So we didn't fully have opinions and we were making our opinions. And then we watched most of them a second time. And then it was, like, we were starting to watch them a third time for the podcast. And then it just started to feel more, like, a chore. Yeah. Than, like, an enjoyable thing to do. Yeah. Not that I don't enjoy it. We definitely have to watch Iron Man 3 soon. Yeah. Because it is a festive film. Oh, yeah. Iron Man 3, all the Iron Mans, I could still watch whenever. Yeah. And same with Spider-Man, probably. But I think what we should do maybe next week is watch 
Lion King one and a half. I'm down to do that. Because we talked about this a while ago was you grew up watching Master of Disguise yes. and you feel do you would you say that that's like a bedrock of your sense of humor? Yes. <laughs> and I would say that Lion King one and a half is like a bedrock of my sense of humor. Yeah. I guess it's it's also a little different because like when I look at things I've like watched when I was a kid, like I look at them now and I'm like that's like when I was a kid I didn't realize I wanted to be like an actor or like anything in the arts. Yeah. But now I'm like that's the kind of stuff I would want to make. But also our intersection of this is hoodwinked. Oh, pfft. the best movie ever. Star vehicle? Well, yeah, like isn't that the word? Like I don't know. Like, if you have a star, a vehicle for that person. Oh, okay. I still don't get what we <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie that is made to show off the acting oh. abilities of Anne Hathaway. Oh. Hoodwink. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I might choose a different movie for that, because Anne had... She has some range. That's you true. Know? And, uh... I mean, she does have range in Hoodwink. Like, if someone asks me my favorite movie, I'd say that. Literally... Everything about it, like, even if you asked me what's my favorite soundtrack to a movie, I'd say Hoodwinked. (laughs) 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 It's a good soundtrack, though. Mm -hmm. Like, Red is Blue. Mm -hmm. Favorite Anne Hathaway movie? (laughs) Hoodwinked. (laughs) Favorite Anne Anne Hathaway star vehicle? Okay, we're gonna have to do a whole episode on Hoodwinked. I think we could talk for over two hours. About <laughs> it's longer than the movie. Yeah. But I was going to say, the thing about Hoodwinked is, like, it is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. It is stacked with celebrities. It's... But, like, you don't even think about that no. during the movie. Because you're invested. Yeah. And it's, like, the only downfall to the movie is the animation. Yeah. The animation's not good. And that's why so many people are like, mm, it's not that good. Because it's not visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. But it's fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, man. The other day, I was studying for math, and I just sat there, and I listened to Red is Blue mm-hmm. on repeat for, like, over an hour. Were you, like, sobbing? No! I was just chilling, doing some math, but I was like, this song slaps. It does. It's so good. I need to email Spotify get them to get the soundtrack on Spotify. <laughs> or maybe I'll buy the album. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We gotta watch Lion King one and a half. Mm-hmm. We gotta watch Hoodwinked. Yeah. And we gotta watch Iron Man 3. Yeah. <sighs> oh man, my heart is pumping right now! <laughs> so, I think, yeah. Also, yeah. we still have to talk about Master of Disguise. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's much to say. Well, I mean, what, what were your thoughts? My favorite joke is the fart joke. Mm-hmm. Not because they show the guy laughs, then there's a fart sound effect. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Yeah. But just the awkwardness of right after. <laughs> he's like laughing maniacally and then accidentally farts because he's laughing so hard and then just awkwardly just shifts and is like, it's just <laughs> so good. Like, that. that is creative. I'll give that points because I've never seen a fart joke done in that way. Like, again, I feel like there are pockets of goodness throughout the movie. But then there are pockets of, huh? But then it's just interesting because it's only an hour and 20 minutes. It literally feels like a Muppet movie, but there's no (laughs) Muppets in it. I can agree with that, yeah. Spy Kids 2, if the graphics were better... Like, the good thing about the first one is they hardly use any graphics Mm -hmm. in it. And plus it was the early 2000s, Mm -hmm. so... And then the second one, they rely a lot on graphics, and the graphics are not good. I haven't watched the second one in a really long time. I did not realize how bad the graphics were until I watched it this summer, and I was like, (laughs) it kind of kills part of the movie. But if you just close your eyes and imagine that it looks better, fantastic. (laughs) It's a podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. Kind of like the farting joke, I just thought of Gary Giggles. Like how he does his... In Spy Kids. I don't even remember that. He is Carmen's love interest in the <laughs> second movie. Yeah, it's like Gary and uh, Gertie. Gertie oh, is, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Emily? Osmond? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I was about to say some, like, my friend's last name, because it's like Oz and blah blah blah. But, uh, yeah. He does a, mm-hmm. every time he laughs, and that just made me think of the fart joke mm-hmm. in Master of Disguise. I'm really exposing my sense of humor on this, <laughs> this episode. I feel like every episode of this podcast, 
I just reveal too much about myself, and then it's just out there forever. It's okay. I mean, I do that too. It's I just okay. told you that I almost cry every time I watch the end Monsters, true. Inc., so. Another part I thought was funny, his turtle costume. I love the turtle thing. Physicality. Yeah. (laughs) He just says turtle. Doesn't make sense. No, he's like, turtle. Yeah. (laughs) Master of Disguise, again, for me, a lot of the comedy comes from quotability of it. Yeah. So I feel like watching it the first time, you're just kind of like, this is stupid. (laughs) But when you watch it, like, 20 million times, you're Mm -hmm. like, that joke is hilarious. Like, it almost kind of reminds me of Spy Kids. And Spy Kids was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I also loved Spy Kids, but Spy Kids is a better movie. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Spy Kids is a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. I think what's hard is that it's, like, sort of absurd comedy, but sort of stupid comedy. Mm -hmm. It's sort of about impressions. Yeah. And, like, in a kid's movie, that's almost too convoluted Mm -hmm. like kids don't really care about impressions no but i guess when you're making a kids movie you're trying to make something that'll appeal to a kid and the parent Mm because the parent's gonna have to watch it too and i think that was his purpose in mm -hmm. writing the movie because he was like there aren't enough good kids movies i don't know if it was partially because that like parents could watch too but i honestly feel like that has to be part of what it was Mm -hmm. because so many of the um well, impressions. Like, he did stuff from different real-life yeah. movies and, like, callbacks to things that, obviously, if you're a child... You're not gonna You're not gonna Jaws. get... I didn't even get... Like, I have never actually watched Jaws, but I knew that was a Jaws reference. Mm-hmm. And then the Scarface thing, I've never seen that, and I didn't realize until a couple years ago that that was supposed to be right. Scarface. Again, there are just so many jokes in it that really are good, mm-hmm. but I feel like are hard to see the first time you watch it. Do I think it's a great movie? No. Do I personally think it's a great movie? Yes. yes. So, obviously I can see the flaws, because like uh-huh. you said, that there, there are racist jokes, and there are <laughs> sexist jokes. But also, what year is it? 2002? It was, yeah, it was 2002. It's hard to find a film in 2002 without a racist or exactly. sexist joke. Exactly, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, like, he tried to make something so much better than what was already out there, and it's like, mm-hmm. did he, though? <laughs> Not really. But it, it will always hold a place in my heart. I understand that. Yeah. I'm glad everyone laughed at least once. Because mm-hmm. if you d- guys didn't laugh at least once, I would have felt bad. Yeah. I mean, it, I know you guys didn't really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but still... It went, it went how I thought it would go. Yeah. So I'm it, very content. It wasn't actually as bad as I thought. Like, there's more in it with the, um, like, capacity to be funny. Yeah. Than some kids' movies. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I understand that. And like you said, a lot of my sense of humor <laughs> probably did come from right. this movie. Because when you were a child, were you out there, like, Telling jokes, being funny. No. You're funny. <laughs> literally, you're like, Ugh. No. When I was a kid, well, okay, there were two sides of Spencer. Originally, I was sort of outgoing, but I was mean. Mean I now. was so mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I used to just beat people up. I would steal people's lunch during Bully! Lunch. I was a bully for a little while. But, like, I was a nice bully. I don't know what okay. happened. Okay. Well, like, I was very, I don't know. I so don't you were, know. like, the mean girl. Kind of. But it was only for, like, a year of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was only with people that I genuinely hated. Wait, but, so what year of your life was that? It was probably first grade. Oh, my God! Yeah, it, again, I... When I lived in Virginia, I was a sweetheart. I wouldn't even hurt bugs. When I was five, I went into kindergarten. I wanted to be friends with all the boys because that's what I was used to. And they're like, you have cooties. You can't be our friend. And then I was like, sad. And then I made some friends. And then I got cocky because I made a lot of friends. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, I get to hate you now. (laughs) To the boys that were... No, no, no. To one specific person. (laughs) I took out all of my anger and frustrations <laughs> on one person. And, like, I would do stuff that was, like, not cool, but then I would blame it on her. I don't know. 
gaslighting. Yeah, literally, I was terrible for like a year of literally Gemini. (laughs) Yeah, I was crazy. Gemini, but then I had a whole life turning event stuff, and then I became very, very introverted. Mm -hmm. But then, like, I think my personality now, I worked into that personality starting in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I have been like since I was like nine, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, so it was, there There was a chunk of time where, like, I kind of oscillated between being cool and whatever, and then I was like, I'm not cool, uh-huh. and then I got a haircut, and I was like, I do not look cool at all. <laughs> Similar to you, I think, when you were, like, Whoa, 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 no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, 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 your hair. Whoa, whoa. No, I had an interesting <laughs> hair time also, that's what I meant by to that. To accuse me of not being cool when <laughs> well, I... Well, I didn't mean coolness, I just meant hair. Interesting <laughs> hair times in my life and it humbled me (laughs) would you like to go through my timeline yes i would i have like this really strong feeling that i've actually been the exact same my whole life oh really so like that's what i was thinking is i was like it's interesting that your sense of humor is like towards children because i feel like since i was a child i always tried to entertain like adults oh really we were literally talking about this yesterday. You're like, all you, all you do is repeat. Not- <laughs> you just repeat what other people it's say. It's true. But, like, I don't even realize I'm doing it. The coughing thing is probably the worst thing that I do. <laughs> and I genuinely don't mean to do it. I do it to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, even when my dad coughs, I go, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> And then he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't even you know You also do doing- it when we're eating and you go, oh. Well, Baxter used to do that to me, so I started to do it to him, and then it just got ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's fun to do to kids, because they're like, oh, they're like, I can't fight, because you're going to make a noise, and I'm like, Ow. So, yeah, a lot of your life is revolved around, what would a child like for me to do at this moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would a child be entertained by? Yeah. That's your sense of humor. I mean, kind of, mm-hmm. without actively thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I specifically remember being, like, young and, like, doing, like, playing, like, fake dumb as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, one time I did this bit where I was, like, I probably wasn't that young. I was, like, what are, like, people who can talk to dead people called? Like, are they called larges? And they were, like, you mean mediums? <laughs> and I was, like, I am so clever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, like, I remember being four years old specifically. And in my mind being like, oh my god, I do not feel four right now. I feel so much older. And I trust myself on that. That's interesting. I've wanted, yeah, I've always felt, like, older. I think now I don't feel like I should be any, now I feel a little younger than my age. Mm -hmm. But, like, my brain has very much felt the same for a lot of my life. What has changed, I think, is I literally assumed everyone liked me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, <laughs> I can't actually tell if I was, like, bullied or not. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I don't think I was, but I was just like, I really thought I was everyone's friend. And I'm like, but there's no way I actually was. Yeah. Honestly, well, in middle school, I had that scenario mm-hmm. where I'm like, do people like me or am I being bullied? Yeah. It's just like a weird mm-hmm. niceness. And I genuinely could not tell. And looking back, I still genuinely cannot yeah. tell. And it's weird to think about. I feel like it changes when you get to like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. It's around the time I got my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got my hair cut in like fifth or sixth grade. Crestwood was what really taught me I could completely shut down my personality. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could just, like, not (laughs) interact with anyone. I could just not engage. Yeah. And I was like, but I also don't want to do that. But I'm like, I don't want to, because I had been with the same people for, like, eight years. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, like, I feel weird. Like, I don't know any of these people, and they all know each other. And then I left, then went to high school for theater, and then I was, like, actually having to be a theater kid. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) But then part of me was, like, too hyperactive. But then not hyperactive enough at the same time. (laughs) And then, you know, my theater teacher hated me. Uh. And I think high school is when I really, you know, 
slowly died. Oh. <laughs> and now I am the jaded woman you see before you. But then you said that even when we knew each other in high school, which I would consider, like, life just got crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I can't handle this anymore. And then I, like, would shut down. And then I got to college. And then when I got to college, everyone was like, why are you so closed off? Like, why aren't you, like, more, like, out there? And I'm like, <laughs> I just can't win with these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just also interesting to think about, like, how other people perceive you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I spend so much time with you mm-hmm. that I feel like I just... The things that most people assume about you, I feel like I don't feel that way about you. Thank you. <laughs> like, again, I feel like a lot of people think that you're kind of... But right before I feel like I became very, like, low energy was the year we met. But also, I guess I also was much more reserved because I didn't know anyone. Like, because that's the thing is, like, I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should, like think about what people think of me. Yeah. But even now still I'm like, I mean, I don't want what people think of me to change how I think about myself at all. Yeah. But also, if I'm thinking about it, is it changing it anyway? Like, yeah. It's a whole thing. See, the thing with me is I almost feel like I had like I feel like we had flipped experiences. Mm-hmm. Cuz I went from being cool to being like I'm kind of a psychopath. <laughs> To having, like, a humbling experience. But then I went through a period of, like, very intense social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so I think my personality has honestly been the same since I was in elementary school, kind of. But it was just the way other people perceived it, I think, is different. Because I was going through stages of, like, getting over my anxiety Mm -hmm. and things like that. And there was something that you said that I wanted to respond to, and now I cannot remember what you said. Well, I'll, I was just going to say what you just said about, like, your personality being the same, but the way that people perceive it changing oh. is how I feel, too. Yeah, see, for me, the thing is, I used to care so much about what p- other people thought mm-hmm. about me, and I think that's part of the reason why I was so quiet mm-hmm. around other people. And then one day, like, well, I started to, like, kind of open up to other people, and then people really liked how jolly and, like, Mm -hmm. weird I was. And I was scared that people wouldn't like Mm -hmm. that about me. And so then the more I realized that, the more I started to open up. And now I'm just obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't care that I'm obnoxious. Mm -hmm. The only times I get stressed out are when I can't say words to people. Mm -hmm. And then I go, and then you yell at me. Mm -hmm. But it's all (laughs) And then I yell at you. But, well, that's the thing is I feel like as I progressed in life, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just be myself. And that did not go over so well. (laughs) And basically the way I see it is I was like, the one year we went to high school together was like just a weird year where I was like, I don't feel like a person here, so I'm just going to leave. So I left, mm-hmm. went to a school that was, like, all arts kids, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best. But then I was, like, too much to mm-hmm. handle for, like, the teacher. The teacher would blame me for being a distraction in class and also said I wouldn't try. But I'm also, like, I think I was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I wasn't trying. Like, I specifically remember once she was like, you need to try harder in class. And I remember being like, I'm pretty sure I was trying. Like, I never wouldn't try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the weird thing with me and people, and people are always like, you don't care, you're not trying, and I'm always like, but I am. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah. So then, in high school, I was like, oh my god, I'm way too much for people, and I just got like, I kind of just got like, angrier, and like, I'm not actually like a pessimistic person no you're not I'm like a very optimistic open-minded person yeah and I think I'm just like I go with the flow on a lot of things but also people are always like you're very strong-willed you're whenever I say like I'm not a pessimist people are like oh yeah you're a realist and I was like I was gonna say I'm an optimist yeah (laughs) like I try to view life as honestly as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, life sucks in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But even as much as life sucks, there's always opportunities for it to be good. Yeah. And because I accept that life sucks in a lot of ways means that I'm, like, not actually that optimistic. But I'm like, no. But, like, I can accept 
tons and tons and tons of bad stuff and still be positive enough to yeah. like see that there's like always light on the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But. It's just really interesting because I don't know why, but like specifically about you, mm-hmm. I've been like thinking about it recently. <laughs> I think part of it also was because like your family's always saying like <laughs> <laughs> all these things about you. like too yeah like it's very interesting like, honestly, I don't know if you just give off certain vibes or what but I know and it's hard because I never want to like force people to feel a certain way about me mm-hmm. so I don't want to like change what they assume about me but so many people assume things about me that are like so wrong that yeah. I'm always like what am I supposed <laughs> to do <laughs> and it's I also like I think about this a lot because like a lot of the context I've thought of it in is, like, theater. You yeah. walk into an audition, and people's job is to make an immediate assumption about you. Yeah. And for... Honestly, you could argue that for seven years, people have been telling me that, like, the way I'm perceived is wrong and, like, bad. And I also think it is cooler when people go against the grain. I agree. And that's another problem with me, is, like, if <laughs> someone tells me they don't like me, I'm not, like... My knee-jerk reaction isn't, like, please like me. And, yeah. like, maybe, maybe at some point I do have to be, like, well, it kind of sucks they don't like me. I've started a few videos talking about his comedy, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, he's super uncool and, like, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm always, like, that is not what I thought when I, like, watched no, it. No, that's not what I thought either. Yeah, it seemed very, like, and, like, it's super uncool, super absurd, but it feels very real. Yeah. Like... My reaction is still to be like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't really want them to like me. Like, to me, I'm like, the less people that like me, the more likely I am to actually be being myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think there are that many people out there that don't like me. Because generally... Flex. Well, no, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm so jolly... And, like, I only really devote my time and attention to a few mm-hmm. people, so the rest of the people that and, I interact yeah. with are just, like, she's super happy all the time. And also, you gotta understand that I literally went to theater school. Yeah, that's where true. all that we did was talk about how people perceive us. Yeah. And, like, we literally asked for that, you know what oh, I mean? Like, really? there's not a single that's person so who weird. hasn't been told that, like, like, someone doesn't like them. Yeah. Like, it's a very different setting. Like, a normal person would not experience as much like feedback from people you yeah know what I mean? especially from people who don't like you I feel like would just not talk to you yeah but it's just a different context where it's like I've been in so many situations where I have to think about how to make people like me but then they're always like but don't try and make people like you and then I'm like okay and they're like no but you're we don't like you so you're doing it wrong <laughs> and I'll oh that's like, so weird no yeah like this is literally all we had to do for like so long I'd be so bad at that. <laughs> no, you'd be fine, because you'd be, like, smiling and, like... I always just feel like it's fake for me to be overly peppy. Yeah. And so I would never put anything on, and that rubbed people the wrong way. That makes sense. But I'm also, like, I don't think the solution to that is me putting something on and being fake. I agree with that. And, like, my body, like, doesn't let me do that anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I don't believe that I should be doing something, I'm not gonna do it. That's how I am, too. I think the the thing is, I just instantly get peppy when I'm around, like, Mm -hmm. especially strangers. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I think I had social anxiety for so long that, like, the way I ended up coping with it was going, like, Mm -hmm. above and beyond when I would interact with people. But, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting to think about stuff like that. I just want to say, like, bear in mind, like... I've just had to think about this so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're literally, like, taught to, like, think about yourself in this way. Maybe you'll be like James someday. I do want to be a stand-up comedian. I don't know. It's hard because I don't know where you're supposed to separate who you are and who you are as a performer. 
Yeah. And that's also what interests me about James A. Caster. Yeah. But, like, that's what really interested me when I watched that, because he was like, yeah. Because his early stand-up is very, like, it's all the same jokes. Not yeah. all of them. But he tells a lot of the same jokes, but, like, very, like, mild-mannered. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's very interesting to see that he was like, well, it does better when I do this. Yeah, like, his old stuff, he, his <coughs> voice sounds very, like, not monotone, but, like, very, like, normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, like, the way he, yeah. like, did them. It, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's such a mind game. Because I would definitely do so many auditions where I would just, like, say my name, start, and immediately be like, this isn't good, and just give up already. Oh. <laughs> and then I think that's what people see, is when you give up that quickly. Yeah. But, enough about me. <laughs> Talk about therapy, baby. <laughs> You're doing great. You you have a podcast. Trust me, I much prefer being at home and doing all my creative projects on my own rather than in classes and yeah. doing, like, critiques on them. Yeah. Like, I like it a lot more just doing a tape of myself in the corner of this room. Yeah. And doing a podcast that gets... Because he started as a musician. Yeah. And he was like, you can be a musician and do a gig and no one like you and you never know. Yeah. But if you're a comedian and you go up and you do all this material you wrote, yeah. you're going to know immediately if people like it or not. And you yeah. only know what's good or not based on if people laugh. So you have to just keep doing bad material until you figure out which is good. And that's the thing is I'm like, I feel like if I had to go up and like do something bad, I would just die. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm also like... Uh, no, I've done... I've performed poorly a lot in my life. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's so hard to look at art, because, like, what is art that is not valued by people? You know what I mean? Art without an audience, is it still art? Is it still good art? But then the thing is, kind of like Master of Disguise, (laughs) there are people out there that will find beauty in the the bad stuff. Like... Me in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. You didn't mind the movie. and But, like, again, the majority of people out there say it's the worst movie mm-hmm. on the entire planet. Yeah. But it was funny because I was looking at the IMDb things, and the very first, um, like, rating from a real person was 1 out of 10. And they're like, worst movie I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And then the second review was 10 out of 10, and then it said, TURTLE, in all caps. <laughs> And then it said, like, am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? Or something like that, like, over and over and over again underneath Mm. that. And I'm like, those are the only two reactions, I feel like. That's true. (laughs) Not that many plays. (laughs) I'm like, I'm still content with how many plays we're I am too. I think we're really growing. Yeah, I'm very happy with Shouts to the people. Thank you. No one is ever gonna all like the same thing. Yeah. And I was actually just thinking about this, I think when I was peeing earlier. (laughs) Naturally. Something I was literally thinking about is like, I mean, it's like a very common phrase, but like, but also, the way he talks about it sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) People are not going to like you no matter what. Maybe not you, because I guess everyone loves you. (laughs) Only at work. (laughs) I gotta admit, though, if you were a theater kid, everything would be... (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a theater kid. It's like, yeah, it's just everything is about judging people, and I'm not a very judgmental person. Yeah. So I also don't like judging myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, people are not gonna like you no matter what, so, like, why would you bother creating a version of yourself that people are gonna like? When you know at the end of the day, some people still aren't going to like it. Yeah. When you might as well just be yourself, and people aren't going to like that anyway, but at least you're being yourself. Yeah. I mean, I guess on the flip side, not that I would do this, but at least, like, if you create a persona and then other people don't like it, you at can, least like, you know it's not yourself. yourself. Yeah. To kind of, like, save your mental sanity. But then again, at the same time, I feel like that would get exhausting. Like, I having feel like, to pretend yeah, to be someone else. That would be very exhausting in everyday life, but, like, that's why people do that as, like, actors. Like, you create a character. It's yeah. probably why James A. Caster created, like, characters in his... Yeah. On the Netflix special. But, like, his new one is apparently about his life. Yeah. And I'm apparently... Looking forward to A it. lot of people, like, heckled him and stuff, and he would, like, respond and, like, get derailed on the show, and I'm like... It just breaks my heart. <laughs> like, 
So do you know if that was recently or do you know if that was like a while ago? It was like last year. Oh. Because I wasn't sure like how close it was to his whole like. I know, know, yeah. Like leaving him for Mr. It seems like it was like after because in the other things I watched, he said he was going to take this year off from comedy and like stand up, which worked out. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. From the things I've watched of him now, he seems very like like a very calm person. And it's also. I'm still not... I don't know him at all. Yeah. I'm looking at him as, like, a celebrity. Yeah. I'm just a person... Admiring him. Yeah. Admiring him. Admiring, like, the work. I do think also, like, his, like, music podcast is a much more, like, realistic version of who he probably is. Yeah. It's just, like, him talking and, like, analyzing. But it's, like... I don't know. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You'll never actually know yeah. unless you're somehow friends with him. Someday. It's also literally... <laughs> you really have to fill out, fill out yeah. just in case. But it's like, all we do... I mean, even if I'm concerned for him as a person, I'm still judging the outside. Yeah. Like, all we do is judge people from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we mean it or not. It's interesting to think... Oh, man, this is getting deeper, though. But it's just so interesting to think about that you'll never actually know another person. Yeah. Like, as much as you spend time with them Mm -hmm. and do all this other stuff, you'll never actually know what's going on in their minds. But I argue, you know... You still don't even know yourself. Well, that's true, too. Even if you know everything going on in your mind, you still don't really know yourself. I think it's so interesting to think about how... there. Like, the version of me that exists in your mind is the ver- different than the version of me inside of my mind. Yeah. And so many different people have so... Like, there's so many different versions of you existing mm-hmm. out th- in the world. I just think it's so much fun to think about. Yeah, well, maybe that's because you have a lot of positive versions in people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> and mine are all just, like, me, like, screaming in people's minds. But, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there think I'm annoying. Or yeah. something. Like, I don't think anyone would be like, Spencer sucks. Yeah. But again, I'm sure not everyone well, likes me. that's kind of the thing is, like, I've thought about that, too, where I'm like, I also know that people get, ver- like, things about me wrong so often. Yeah. That if I'm going to judge someone, I'm leaving, like, so much space of, like, what they actually might be like. Yeah. Which is also kind of why I'm like, you can't trust anyone. That you can't really sense. trust yourself. Like, you can really guess, but, like, people can't even trust themselves. That's true. So, like, to trust someone... That is... Is risky. I still... <laughs> my mind is still having such a hard time with the trust thing. Because I know, logically, I should not trust everyone. Mm-hmm. But I just know myself, and I know that if I was in a situation... I would just automatically try, like, obviously Mm -hmm. not a random stranger, Mm -hmm. but, like, all the people that, like, I sort of interact with regularly Mm -hmm. in my life, I would, I would probably trust them. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, again, I'm, well, I just, like, if you had, like, a serious thing in your life happen, would you trust someone to, like, be there to, like, console you or something? I mean. Would you trust everyone you know? But, uh, I don't know. And I've also just become the kind of person that, like, if something like that happens, I'm like, I just will not trust anyone, and I will figure it out on my own. See, the thing is, I mean, I feel like in most situations when stuff like that happens, I do tend to try to handle it on my own. Mm -hmm. I might talk to other people about it a lot, because I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I do think I would probably mostly handle it by myself so if the other person didn't pull through I would probably be okay and I think that's part of the reason why I'm having such a hard time figuring out a scenario where I wouldn't trust someone because I do tend to handle things Mm. on my own you know what I mean so maybe you don't actually trust anyone maybe I mean because well also I feel like part of the thing with me is I don't like bothering people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I feel like if I'm Like, I don't really like asking people for help because I don't want to bother Ah. them. But I also don't mind being, like, self-sufficient in those types of ways. But then also, Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. But, like, okay, so let's say you go to someone and you're like, I really don't want to bother you, but I need help. Would you trust them to tell you, actually, I can't help you right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to be like, honestly, like, yeah, I can help you. 
Because then I would just be like, well, are they actually da 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 da? Like, are they actually bothered? Am I actually gonna get yeah, help? Yeah, like, you know I would I mean? probably mentally do that for a while, but I would probably like I feel like I would expect someone if they couldn't help me to straight out tell me that they couldn't help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I do think I would probably be back and forth in my mind a little bit about feeling bad about asking them mm-hmm. if they did say that they would help me. But also, I feel like it would depend on the person and the situation. Yeah. Like, if I asked you to help me with something. No trust. Depending on the thing. No, I feel like I would be like, I feel like Kara wouldn't mind. Yeah. But again, it would depend on the thing. Like, I, 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 I trust you. I have a niche set of skills <laughs> that I can help you with. <laughs> but. I can't drive you anywhere. I can't get you out of anything. You wrote me an email. I can write emails. Yeah. I can. See, it just depends on the person in the situation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, I feel like there's a situation where I could trust most of the people that I talk to. Obviously, there are certain situations where, like, that, you know, I mean, like, you could be asking too much out of that person. But I still err on the side of trusting people. Because, I, just, I don't know, I just like to hold the belief that no one's intentionally trying to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think at the the core of everyone is that they do kind of care and that everyone's nice mm-hmm. again it's just like different situations and whatever so I don't know uh, so to assume everyone no one operates trying to hurt people yeah so do you trust people to not hurt you because people can still hurt you even if they're not trying to I don't s- that's where I'm like it's better okay. safe than sorry yeah see I guess- but I'm also like I don't actually operate like that because I would probably just like not do anything you know what I mean exactly yeah and I think like after going through my breakup recently (laughs) it really made me think about things because I was like oh well I would do this in this situation why isn't he doing this or why doesn't he understand or stuff like that but again it kind of like made me go back to my belief that I don't think anyone's trying to hurt other people yeah like i But it's just, like, when you have different beliefs and, like, values and whatever else, that's when it can get, like, twisted. So. I think it's also bold to assume that no one is trying to hurt anyone. I, like, want to believe it, but I'm also, like, people still get hurt all the time. Well, I. So it almost doesn't even matter if no one's actually trying to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, I just don't, like. To have the belief that, like, oh, they intentionally did this to hurt me. Because I think that's bad, and that's just putting all the blame on the other person. I think so, too. Because, like, I just think a lot of people like to view things as the other person is bad. Yeah. But in the majority of cases, that's not actually what's happening. Mm -hmm. You're just perceiving it as bad. And so, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it almost makes me feel better in a way when I'm trying to, like, think through it as if I was the other person mm-hmm. and, like, what's going through their mind and figuring out why they're reacting the way they're reacting, mm-hmm. I guess. And so I feel like, I don't know, that's probably why I trust people because I think about them through the way that I would try to think about things if I was in their situation. Empathy. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing to have. Yeah. Yeah can get you out of a jam. Yeah, but it can also... Get you into a jam. Yeah. And then also, I went through a period of time where I didn't care about anyone or anything in the world, and then I went through this whole life journey where I became incredibly empathetic for a while, (laughs) to the point where, like, I would be doing yard work, and I would touch a worm, and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I verbally apologized to every single worm I touched, and I was like, my neighbors must think I'm crazy right now. But, uh... I am also very in touch with my emotions, so... Cancer man. That's me. Well, I mean, there are different, very, like, levels of friendship. So not everyone that I talk to regularly mm-hmm. I would trust in that situation. But then again, like, I, I don't know, because I honestly would probably be very bad at consoling someone. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah, but even just, like, if but you I were in danger. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that I would be there for other people. Right. So, I don't know. I guess I would just assume that people would also be there for me if they could be. You know? But I don't know if that's just me being like, I would do this in this situation, so I expect other people to do that. Yeah. Type thing. Th- this was an interesting turn of events it was. in the podcast. It, it still, like, relates to me, though. You know yeah. what I mean? 
perception. Yeah, it's all that we're doing is perceiving things to like matter to us. Exactly. Within an obsession. Like the only reason I care about X, Y, and Z is because I'm like, oh my God, that makes me feel this way. Yeah. And so like, that's why I love this movie so much because it was such a huge part of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And again, it does have a huge impact on my sense of humor, which is why my sense of humor is so bad. <laughs> but <laughs> That's why it's not for everyone. No. But you know what? It's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with it. But a lot of the time if a person is like, hey, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. Even though I am such an analytical person and I'm always like, yeah, I can like anything. It's nice when people are like, yeah, I like this and like are just okay with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And don't have to like care about the hype. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> There's no hype yet on this movie. Besides coming from me. But I also just root for an underdog, too. Yeah. Again, this movie does not deserve to be as hated no. as it is. Just like me. that I don't actually feel like people hate me or anything. Like, and because I'm in so many contexts where people have to make a snap decision of me and they yeah. tell me, like, you come off poorly because of this, I still, like, look at it critically where I'm like, well, that's not me. That's, like, their idea of me and da-da-da-da. And yeah. I also... That's the thing is I don't think people care that much. No. Like, probably I not. probably remember it a lot more than anyone else does. Yeah. So I don't feel like the world is, like, against me or anything. No. I just think sometimes I'm perceived poorly. Yeah. And I think everyone is, yeah. to some extent. And again, like I said, it's just interesting, because for some reason I literally was thinking about that, yeah. specifically about you recently. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like everyone perceives Kara in a different way than she actually is, though. That's kind of validating for me, because I am always like, am I crazy? Or like, <laughs> is everyone like assuming weird things about me? Or am I just overthinking that? Because I do overthink a lot of things, obviously. We yeah. literally just talked for an hour about yeah. <laughs> That. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Because I just overthink 24-7. But mm -hmm. I do it about everything going on in my life. And again, I, I was just like, hmm, Kara. <laughs> I'm glad I made an appearance. Yeah. This was a really thrilling deep dive. It really was. For such a non-serious topic, like Master <laughs> of Disguise, it's funny that this is the one that we've gone, like, 